Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the White Rabbit Community Guides podcast. This is brought to you in an effort to help you discover the best parts of community and engage, participate, and share with the people that matter. If you want to connect and engage with our business community, check out our site at www.wr.community. Hey guys, welcome back. We're here in Southern Craft Sandwiches with Mark today. Mark, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. So Mark, just tell us a little bit about your story. Why don't you get into how you started Southern Craft and what it is? Yeah, so uh, originally we were a butcher shop. Um, I opened up as a local butcher shop kind of here in the area. And we also did sandwiches um, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And we come to find out that that was a very hard area for us. Um, there's a lot of things that I learned in that process that really that worked for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, sustainability, um, just the whole process in general of butchering, um, I found out a lot in the first three years. Um, so we ended up getting rid of that. Our sandwiches grew kind of in that same time period. Yeah, They kept getting more popular and more popular. So I ended up kind of switching my game plan to open up the sandwich shop. And originally, I did sandwiches for 20 years, kind of when I was younger. Um, I did work for Jersey Mike's for a very, very long time. Um, so a lot of my background does come from that side of things. Um, I wanted to open up my own shop, kind of when I was 15 years old, when I did work for Jersey Mike's. So it's kind of a, a dream come true, kind of on the long side of things. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've done very, very well here the past couple of years with the sandwich shop. and. Ultimately, I wanted a place that people can come in, grab a sandwich with their family, and kind of yeah. real quick in and out, um, and enjoy their experience while here. And then at the same time, see a bunch of the kids that keep coming in um, every single year, grow up through the process. is pretty cool. That's awesome. So you're sort of building a little community here. Yeah, it's nice. I'm born and raised here in Raleigh, so I see a lot of old-time friends from high school that now have kids. Um, and to see their kids start to grow up along with my kids growing up. I've got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, so yeah. they've all kind of got to know each other. And yeah, it's actually a pretty cool little community come together um, here at the shop. Do kids work at the shop? Um, I, they do love coming in here, yes. My uh, nine-year-old, he'll come in here and he'll help bake cookies and wrap stuff. Um, and then when we were a butcher shop, yeah, he came in and he <laughs> made hamburger patties for mm-hmm. us for the case. Uh, my seven-year-old, he's more of the taste tester of eating the <laughs> cookies and trying things out versus one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my nine-year-old, he absolutely loves it. So I would expect him to uh, want to be in here when he gets a little bit older, for sure. When did you first open up shop? So we originally opened up in 2017. Um, I did a big apprenticeship program up in New York um, to learn how to butcher at a place called Fleischer's. It was a really cool nose-to-tail butchering program um, where we learned how to break down a whole animal. Um, And I took a lot of that knowledge of the meats that I broke down and now kind of have forwarded that to our sandwiches to where we hand cut our our steak for our steak and cheese sandwiches. We thinly sliced that ourselves versus buying your normal frozen kind of steak on patty. Um, We also make our roast beef in-house. So... I've taken a couple of those things from butchering and still put it into the shop to have a good product here when we make our sandwiches. Yeah, so what sets your product apart from other sandwich shops like Jersey Mike, for example? Well, I mean, most of the time, all of our stuff, we do use 
from our supplier. We use your normal ham, turkeys, and stuff of that nature. But we do do things a little bit different. We make our own aiolis, like I said. We do make our own roast beef. We slice our own steak, steak and cheese. Um, we do make everything fresh. Um, and so yeah, it's it, we set ourselves apart by trying to build on the community, setting setting ourselves up to help other people. Um, give others opportunities that might not have opportunities. Um, we love having kids come work for us. Um, we've watched a lot of kids grow up, coming from high school, never having a job before, coming in, learning the business, learning how to do things, and then going home and, and being able to do things at home, like cooking dinner for mom and dad that they normally wouldn't have now that they have the confidence, kind of making a hamburger here at the shop. It's cool to hear mom and dad kind of come in and say, yeah, my son never, cooked dinner before and now he's grilling steaks and burgers <laughs> on the grill so it's really cool to hear those things that's awesome do you have a uh, flagship product uh well we do have a couple things that we really home in on um like our italian sandwiches yeah. is our number one selling sandwich same for our frisco that's our number one selling hamburger and then our steak and cheese is our number one selling hot sandwich so yeah, um, our Italians though are really what we're known for. We, we, we do a lot of Italians here. So, so sandwiches have a special place in my heart actually, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, back in, in college, I spent a lot of time trying to perfect the art myself and I really consider it an art. You know, you have, your bread is kind of your canvas, yep. right? Correct me if I'm wrong. You're absolutely right. And then you're, you're sort of painting a picture of mm -hmm. flavor. Yep. And that experience, just building something like that is really cool. I like, I like doing that myself. Tell me a little bit about well, it yourself. It's, it's pretty wild because it is, it's, it's like a canvas, like you said, it's a, it's a blank, a blank canvas that you build upon. Um, you take certain flavors that you normally wouldn't think go together and can put them together and they actually come together quite nicely. Um, we've had a couple sandwiches, to be honest, where we were just playing around in the kitchen and made one by mistake, the Frisco being one of them. Um, that burger, we had some pimento cheese because in the butcher shop, we used to sell about a pound. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had some left over one day and we were like, you know what, let's try melting that on a burger and see what it's like. We didn't even make burgers at the time. We were just <laughs> like playing around making lunch for the crew one day. And we had sourdough bread and toasted it and made about three or four of them. And we all looked at each other like, wow, this is, this could be on a menu here. And then come to find out it's one of our top selling sandwiches, uh, a brisket sandwich that we used to make on Saturdays that became super, super popular. But that was another mistake. We had an extra piece of brisket that we smoked one afternoon, chopped it up and threw some onions and we had coleslaw and threw it all together and threw it in a sandwich. And yeah. uh, it's normally what you get on a plate. We just put it in our nice ciabatta roll and boom, Jeez. that was a, uh, that was a very good sandwich. And we looked to bring that one back, but that really catapulted our sandwich game was that particular sandwich when we made that on Saturday. Oh wow! Okay, yep. so you started off as Southern Crap Butchers, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. And then changed your name to Southern Crap Sandwiches. Yes, what sir. What prompted that? What was the transition? Well, a lot of that transition was the first three years of kind of operating as a butcher shop, seeing how tough it was. Um, it was a very big monetary expense up front with equipment and buying and purchasing. Um, it also was very labor intensive. Um, mm -hmm. It was also very specialty. So. A lot of what I'm doing to try and 
build a relationship with my family. It became very difficult being in here 90 hours a week. Yeah, you're a family man, and, right? And, and, and trying to get back at home and be with my kids versus mm-hmm. creating something now that a lot of people can come in and help me out with and do and give me some more time with my family and then at the same time create an opportunity for somebody that ultimately wants to be with their family. Right. Um, and it's a lot easier process to do that. And our sandwiches just specifically grew so fast. Um, in year three, they really took off. We went from about six sandwiches to 24 sandwiches. Um, and with right before COVID hitting, everything switching to an online presence, that yeah. was kind of what we were gearing up for. Um, in December of 2019, we just put our online platform up and we're like, all Perfect right, timing. we're going to start trying to make everybody order online to see how that works, kind of help out with the line through our lunch rush. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, like you said, it was almost like a perfect timing because then everything was forced to an online presence. And yeah. We jumped right into it just like that and we haven't stopped ever since. And it's so, worked very, so do you know well. kind of um, before, um, so maybe like 2019 versus like 2021 so far? Or 2020, what did your in-person sales versus your digital sales look like? Oh, I mean, we went from, I would say 90% of our business last year was online. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we really completely switched. And in 2019, I would say less than 5% was online. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a drastic, almost yeah, that's huge. 90, 95% switch swap of in-person to online. So do you like host events or anything? Because it sounds like people are coming in less. So are you maybe trying to go outside and like get people come to kind of come together in some way like that? We are. We're looking to do um, team up with some people. We really have the idea of teaming up with breweries. We uh, we really like that. That worked really well when I did an apprenticeship program up north. You would see a lot of those kind of combine together to work together and do like an outdoor event, kind of a a grill out or even like a vibe music for a Saturday night, yeah. Friday night. Yeah, but yeah that's yeah. exactly um, what we're looking to do. We used to hold events. We did private dinners when we were a butcher shop. Those worked pretty well. Um, so yeah, we have a very big smoker um, to where we're going to look to do things of smoke wings and, and smoke brisket and kind of do some type of live event out here in our little patio area. Yeah. Year. Yeah, so that ties into the whole community aspect. How do you feel Lafayette is in terms of community? Uh, well, we do very well here. Um, we we have no, you really don't see your franchise places in Lafayette Village. They stick to a very local mom and pop shop. Um, and they do that for a reason, to keep it on that more local atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had our whole area out front redone. We got a nice new grass area, kids can play, the water fountains. Um, we like to try and bring a lot of people to the area. And I think we do a good job with that, keeping everything local and small and whatnot. That's awesome. And um, so you said, you said that for some reason there's something going on with your sign. What was, yeah, what was the deal with that? The awning up front, it still says Southern Crab Butchers. We're looking to kind of get the whole outfit done. Um, so what we're doing here, probably in the next few months, the whole interior is kind of going to change. Um, we're really set up to where we have meat cases, for instance, where you see that big wall right there. We had a huge 12-foot meat case that we stocked up with meat every day. 
Um, so we pulled that out, we're gonna put that up, but no, we're gonna have self-watering screens, we're gonna have some tabletops inside, um, we'll probably have some taps. Um, hopefully soon we've been, we got our beer and wine permit. Um, so now we're just playing with all of our ideas and kind of putting them all together. And then our upfit will probably happen in the next few months to where it'll change to a more sandwich shop atmosphere. So there was some legislation um, about two or three months ago from the state legislature that said that they were waiving fees on uh, beer and wine license. Um, did you end up having to pay for that? Uh, yeah, I'm still paying for those fees. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I still, uh, not too long ago I actually paid that fee, so yeah. Oh, that's um, okay. okay, interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening. There's just so many things with COVID and what things are offering. Yeah. Um, being in here and being extremely busy, it can be it can be tough to try and gain a lot of those good things that are happening. It's tough to see those because I'll just get a bill, get it paid, get it done. Well, yeah, you said you got a skeleton crew for five years, <laughs> Pretty so much. you know, flying by the seat of your pants. Um, yeah, our first two years we ran two people, so we were wow. we were less than skeleton. <laughs> is it the same kind of space as this, or was yeah, it just we, straight retail? So most, uh, so it was literally the same space kind of as you see now, where the sandwich is on that side. This whole area is what's really changed. This was whole butcher shop, butcher equipment. Um, like I said, we had table saws, like we, we had half cows hanging up. I mean, we had 16, 18 pieces sitting in the walk-in hanging. And we take it out, we break it down as whole animal. Um, and that's where kind of this whole area and space was designed for. But what we're looking to do is kind of take that wall out, add some tables and chairs over here, a little bar top seating here so you can kind of see how it looks into the patio. Um, and then yeah, that little area there, we'll close off, close off the kitchen. That way we'll have a more sandwich shop flow atmosphere in there. And then people can kind of experience it being a sandwich shop versus walking in and like, oh, we're transitioning here. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of future are you kind of like projecting towards? Because you're about like four years into it now. Do you think that you might want to like stay in Lafayette but get more space, just kind of keep doing what you're doing, maybe start to open up uh, secondary and tertiary locations? Uh, That's a good question. Um, we actually are staying here in Lafayette Village. We've made the decision for that. We're also looking to go to Wake Forest. We are looking at a space out there. Um, we've done, like I said, we've been very lucky the past year and a half, two years with our sandwiches that, yeah, I am looking now to open up a franchisable model of sandwiches. Um, and that's what we're looking for the future to be. We're opening up hopefully our second location by the end of this year. Um, we've had another opportunities kind of fall in our lap in the past couple months that we might go to carry. Um, we see with Apple coming, um, we see a lot of opportunity out in that direction. I live in Wake Forest, so that place is growing like crazy. So that's a, that's a very good opportunity for us as well. And then hopefully with kind of those one, two, three stores, we yeah. start a franchisable model. That's awesome. So with everything changing from sandwich or from, from butcher shop to sandwich shop, you're interacting with an entirely different clientele, I'm assuming, right? It has. We uh, A bunch of our customers were sandwich customers as well, but yes, we have gone from a, a very different mindset and a very dem dem different demographic, for sure. It sounds like you've grown exponentially as well since then. We have. Ever yeah. since we've switched, it is, it's, it's been a very different program for us. It really has. It's now catching up and, and 
prepping and being ahead of the game is, is yeah. really what we focus on now. So with, with having new stores opening and all this growth, how are you connecting with your community? Well, we're right now we're trying to, uh, we're doing a big sponsorship right now with the fire department program. Oh, awesome. um, a lot of people will sponsor a fire department. Um, what that is, is they can pick a level, either $20, $40, $60, and what we do there is we actually bring a whole food tray to the firehouse. Um, we actually had a very big following for that last week. We started it up, and I think we have over 12, 14 firehouses paid for for a meal. Um, That's really so cool. Now we get to kind of go back, put it all together, and then see everybody's input of all the firehouses and kind of the support from the community for our firehouses was, was really cool to see. We got a lot of food to make now. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Sounds like it. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story with us today, yeah. Mark, and walking us through how you've been building your community here in Lafayette and how you guys plan to, to grow and expand. I'm really excited for Southern Craft Sandwiches. Yeah, I am very excited. I appreciate you guys coming out. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and one of the things we're trying to do is connect everybody with the digital community as well. So we have a Facebook group you guys can go check out. It's North Raleigh community events and shopping okay. so you go check it out on Facebook and we'll bring you guys into that community as well sweet all right thank thanks you. for joining us today guys and you can check out the rest of the podcast <laughs>